0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime.
1: Standing
2: up for what's right. This is The Roy Green Show.
0: Well, a lot of fallout around the world today, following the G7 and the uh, comments by Donald Trump about Justin Trudeau on Twitter. And it's got everybody talking in politics and in finance, and you and me, and people taking sides. I think in this country, by vast majority, significant majority anyway, there is uh, support for Justin Trudeau. There really is. Jason Kenney, um, Doug Ford, and uh, others in the political s- sphere are very much on uh, Justin Trudeau's side and believe that Donald Trump was way out of line with his tweets. We're going to be speaking with uh, John Zogby. American pollster and uh, columnist. He wrote a piece for Forbes magazine. We'll talk to him in a few minutes as soon as we get him. And uh, we'll take your phone calls as well. That's coming up. But I want you to listen to just a little bit of Justin Trudeau. And here's the sort of thing that Trudeau said that fired up Trump.
1: I... uh told the President that we would be uh, moving forward with retaliatory equivalent tariffs as of July 1st and uh, he expressed to me that he thought that would be a mistake. Uh, and I certainly uh, agree that it's not something that we want to do. We do not want to harm American workers. We do not want to uh, harm trade between Canada and the United States. But the administration's choice to impose illegal and unacceptable tariffs Uh, Illegitimate and unacceptable tariffs uh, to uh, Canadian steel workers and auto workers and on the Canadian economy must be met with an equivalent response. I don't want to hurt American workers. They're our neighbours, they're our friends. My job is to stand up for Canadian workers, Canadian interests, and I will do that without flinching. So there's Justin
0: Trudeau. Now, uh, Peter Navarro, who's a White House economic advisor, was on Fox News this morning, and he had a lot to say about Justin Trudeau, including that there's a special place in hell for him. Listen.
3: Before President Trump traveled to Asia, he faced other world leaders at the Group of Seven Economic Summit in Canada, allies that are upset over new tariffs he's imposed on steel and aluminum imports. Joining us now, one of the architects of that controversial plan, White House Trade Advisor Peter Navarro. Mr. Navarro, the summit ended with a nasty dust-up between President Trump and Canadian Prime Minister Trudeau. Uh, He held a news conference after the summit in which he said Canada will retaliate for, uh, for tariffs that the U.S. has imposed on Canadian
1: aluminum and steel. Here is Trudeau. We move forward with retaliatory measures on July 1st, applying equivalent Tariffs to the ones that the Americans have uh, unjustly applied to us. Canadians were polite, we're reasonable, but we also will not be pushed around.
3: Well, President Trump responded with this tweet while flying here on Air Force One to Singapore. Trudeau of Canada acted as meek, oh, so meek and mild during our G7 meetings, only to give a news conference after I left very dishonest and weak question mr navarro is that really how we want to deal with our second biggest trading partner
4: chris there's a, a special place in the hell for any foreign leader that engages in bad faith diplomacy with president donald j trump and then tries to stab him in the back on the way out the door And that's what bad faith Justin Trudeau did with that stunt press conference. That's what weak, dishonest Justin Trudeau did. And that comes right from Air Force One. And I'll tell you this, to my friends in Canada, that was one of the worst political miscalculations of a Canadian leader in modern Canadian history. All Justin Trudeau had to do was take the win. President Trump did the courtesy to Justin Trudeau to travel up to Quebec for that summit he had other things bigger things on his plate in singapore where you are now chris he did him a favor and he was even willing to sign that socialist communique and what did trudeau did do as soon as soon as the plane took off from canadian airspace trudeau stuck our president in the back that will not stand and as far as this retaliation goes Uh, The American press needs to do a much better job of what the Canadians are getting ready to do because it's nothing short of an attack on our political system and it's nothing short of Canada trying to raise its high protectionist barriers even higher on things like maple syrup and other goods.
0: So a special place in hell for Justin Trudeau, according to Peter Navarro, the White House economic advisor, or one of the White House economic advisors, as this uh, exchange between Trudeau and Trump just continued to spiral. Uh, we're unable to uh, catch up with uh, John Zogby, the guest who had confirmed for this time. Sorry about that. But what we'll do then is go to your calls right away at 800 263 2428 263 2428 As I said earlier, there's a lot of support for Justin Trudeau. And the consensus is that uh, Donald Trump was way out of line. And that's the consensus among Canadian politicians from both sides of the uh, spectrum, left and right. How about you? You know the story. You know what's been going on. You know the exchange that took place. Now, I will say this, and this is not in defense of Donald Trump. I think what he tweeted was really inappropriate for the President of the United States To tweet that way from Air Force One is inappropriate. But it's also not appropriate for Mr. Trudeau to have gone to the Convocation of Columbia University and taken a run at uh, the Trump administration and then go on uh, meet the press with Chuck Todd who is uh, known for vilifying Donald Trump and just uh, taking another run at Trump. You knew there was going to be a a return fire, you knew it was going to happen. And now it has. So where are we now in our relationship with the United States? Fundamentally, I don't think very much is going to change, but it has the potential to change now. It has the potential to become more nasty. It has the potential to affect the economic world and the financial world and affect you and me. And then there are the other six in the G, uh, G7, and the rest of the world isn't left out of this either. This is going uh, there, There's a new step that's been taken here, so 8002632428 was Donald Trump a coward to attack Justin Trudeau from the safety of Air Force 1 as one of Mr. Trudeau's advisors has said that Trump was a coward to attack Justin Trudeau from the safety of Air Force 1 or was Justin Trudeau out of line for going on the air with Chuck Todd on Meet the Press and challenging Donald Trump, and Trump's idea about tariffs. You're the ones whose opinion ultimately is going to matter most. 800-263-2428. Give me a call wherever you are in Canada, and we'll talk.
2: You know you hit the big leagues. When you're a guest on his show, this is The Roy Green Show.
5: In terms of the approach that governments choose to take, uh, Canada does not believe that ad hominem attacks are a particularly appropriate or useful way to conduct our relations with other countries.
0: Christopher Freeland, the foreign affairs minister, obviously referring to Mr. Trump. Emails are coming in, and uh, in significant numbers, that's two words, in significant numbers, Uh, here's here's one. The first one that's on my list here, uh, hey, Roy, I absolutely love President Trump's tweets. He said exactly what a lot of us think of Trudeau, and in true Trump fashion, his tweets illuminated the hypocrisy as anti-Trudeau Canadian politicians rushed to Trudeau's defense. John. I'm seeing a lot of these emails that are supporting Donald Trump. Uh, Trump's tweets, based on Justin's false statements at his news conference and the fact that Canada is charging massive tariffs to our U.S. farmers, workers, and companies, I have instructed our U.S. reps not to endorse the communique as we look at tariffs on automobiles flooding in the U.S. market, or flooding the U.S. market. Um, the communique is said to have been signed by Donald Trump, even though he said he did not. Here's another one of the tweets. PM Justin Trudeau of Canada acted so meek and mild during our G7 meetings only to give a news conference after I left saying that U.S. tariffs were kind of insulting and he will not be pushed around. Very dishonest and weak. Our tariffs are in response to his 270% on dairy. It's starting to sound a little bit like the, uh, the primaries. All right, so how do you see this? Whose side are you on? Who mostly represents your point of view? I'll tell you again, I'm no fan of Justin Trudeau. You know that. But for the President of the United States to tweet, as he did, from Air Force One, I don't know. I I have a problem with that. Robertson, Peterborough, Ontario. Hi, Robert. Go ahead, please.
5: Roy, it's time uh, Justin Trudeau does the right thing. Go to the governor general, ask for an election. It's up to the Canadian people that, to choose a leader who will represent us in, in the fight against the Americans. It's not a fight. It's just a matter of negotiation. And Trudeau and Trump don't like each other. Trudeau's effeminate and very... Uh, know, how can I put it? Whereas Trump well, listen, hold, count, hold, boy, hold and, on, hold you know, on Robert. No Robert,
0: Robert, if there were a poll done today in Canada... You say we should be represented by somebody Canadians want to feel good about. I suspect if a poll were done today of Canadians, and I may be wrong, but I think a majority of Canadians would say that Trump was on the line and not Trudeau.
5: Oh, I think they're both on the line, to be honest with you. I'm not I'm not backing either side. I'm just saying it. Trudeau is not the leader to, to deal with the Americans. We need a new We need a new government, a new mandate, and then, then the Americans to sit down and talk to us as equals.
0: No. Okay, Robert, I appreciate the call. I don't know that you can in fact negotiate over a long period of time with Donald Trump. You remember the primaries. He's not a, he's not somebody who is going to take a lot of time to negotiate with you. I think he'll assess how he feels about you and he'll react to that. And clearly he's reacted to the G7. This is a whole new reality for us in this country. Um, Williams in Toronto. Go ahead, William.
6: I like your poll theory, and I think actually right there you just nailed it. Trudeau, I don't think he ever wanted this from the very beginning, and he's sitting there looking at it. Getting into a fight with Trump can only bring him political gain. He's been poking him. He's been poking them. He's been poking him, and the gloves have come off. But unfortunately, if we get into a fight with Trump, we're going to get in a whole world of hurt. Just wait till he turns around and starts hitting our auto industry. No, I agree. And starts building barriers. You know the suffering we're going to go through? Yes, sir, I, I mean, do. Trade I will idea. go on. I mean, the real necessary trade. But you cut the trade in half, it, it's going to devastate Canada. Look, you know, a global, say, a
0: global, this could we don't want to go too far here, I don't want to go too far, but if it becomes a global trade conflict there was one of those um, in the early 1930s and that extended the Great Depression a trade conflict helps no one. Now let me say just one more thing and then I'll turn it back to you. I looked at the other six Trudeau and then the other six in the G7. To me it was very clear they, with the possible exception of the Japanese Prime Minister, they wanted to fight with Trump. They wanted to they wanted to attack Trump, and Trump probably felt beleaguered in those meetings. And he's not going to allow this to happen. His ego will strike back. I just think it should have struck back while it was on the ground with him, as opposed to being in in the air in Air Force One.
6: Well, I think a lot of those leaders there are probably wa- are looking to, to Trump with desperation. Please work with us, not against us. But therein lays Trudeau's faults. He's picking a fight for his political gain that could upset the whole balance of the world. This guy is like a juvenile that's in charge of a country. that. Okay, not, but, you're, but wait a, a
0: second. Wait, William, you're giving me the generic anger at, at, at Justin Trudeau. Respond to the last couple of days, or does it does do the last couple of days, the G7 days, not really impact how you feel? Well, you know what? Look
6: what's going on in Merkel's country in Germany. No, no, I I, I'm, asking to, I'm asking you. I'm asking you.
0: I'm asking you to respond based on what we saw in the G7, what we've experienced over the last two three days, what happened last night. Who is at fault? If somebody's at fault, who is it? Is it Trudeau? Is it Trump?
6: Okay, I, I'll tell you my take on it. Is There's Trudeau sitting there, and he announces $400 million going to women's rights or whatever.
0: Okay, you're not answering my question. Sorry. Richard.
6: Uh, Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir, in
2: Alberta. Great. Here's my theory. I think this is all staged. What's going to happen, and it's the early stages of globalization when it comes to, say, one or two whole world economies. Now, maybe the, uh, what you call the tinfoil, my ball cap's running low, but I think this is just a... A hidden tax this is all staged it's get to a tax tariff same thing the manufacturers who pass it on to us the consumer it's just another tax and i think behind closed doors they know exactly what they're doing trump says you say this i'll say that and uh, can bolster bolster our political careers at the same time yeah i think they're pushing for uh, you know a global a global economy that'll be split in two three ways are, are you are you
0: telling me that you think are you telling me that you think that Donald Trump is interested in, in a globalist approach?
2: Well he's reaching out to a lot of these dictators, these oligarchs. We know that he well, we don't know it hasn't been proven yet, but he's in Putin's pocket. Putin's worth forty or seventy million, I think. Trump doesn't even show up on the world's list of billionaires. Uh, I think it's the early stages of a globalization and then I think he's going for I don't know reading into it a lot but I think there's going to be a political takeover on his part and it's going to it just going to divvy up the western uh, hemisphere who knows yeah, I do know Richard to lunch, but...
0: Richard you know I can't agree with, I'm sorry and I'm I'm not trying to be difficult with you but I can't agree with a thing, single thing you've said
2: Okay, but I think it's. Uh, I think this is all staged, and I think they know exactly what they're doing, and it's just another tax, tariff, again, same thing, and it's going to hit the
0: manufacturer. All right, my friend, I appreciate the call. It's 800-263-2428 is the number. There is a generic frustration with Justin Trudeau, and we talk about it regularly. I have it, many of you have it. But what I'm trying to get at here is whether or not the last several days involving the G7 conference have impacted how you feel. I mean, these days, these G7 days, how have they impacted how you see and how you feel about Donald Trump and Justin Trudeau? And if someone is to blame for what happened, is it Trump for his tweets from Air Force One? Is it Trudeau? for his appearance with Chuck Todd on Meet the Press? Is Donald Trump a bully? Is Justin Trudeau maneuvering Trump? I don't want to just talk about the generic frustration with Trudeau. Let's talk about what's happened over the last couple of days. We'll come back and continue.
2: His bark is worse than his bite. This is the Roy Green Show.
3: kind of stabbed us in the back. He really actually, you know what, he did a great disservice to the whole G7. He betrayed... Trudeau did. Yes, he did.
0: Larry Kudlow, the chief economic advisor to Donald Trump, stabbed us in the back. The words about Justin Trudeau from Robert, an email to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. Hi, Roy. How long has Trump Been signaling bilateral trade with Canada? How many times has Trump publicly said this? Globalist Justin is more worried about Mexico than his own country in his small-minded post-nation world. It's pathetic. Justin's a fool. Thanks, Rob. There's a lot of anger. There's a lot of anger in the emails, and I'm seeing the odd email with an F-bomb or two dropped in. If you want me to read your email on, on the air, clearly no, I can't do that if you... If you're going to write that way. Follow me on Twitter at the Roy Green Show. You can tweet their emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. Here's Dave in Vancouver. Go ahead, Dave, please.
7: Um, you know, Justin Trudeau hasn't said anything that he didn't say weeks ago about retaliatory uh, tariffs on the Americans. So I don't know what Trump's jumping up and down about except to blow steam and, and uh, make himself sound good.
0: So the blame you're placing on... Donald Trump. Trump.
7: Trump is, you know, if he really wants a trade war, maybe we should start turning down the taps on the fresh water that he's uh, getting from us and uh, really put some heat on the bugger because, you know, he just goes against anybody who doesn't agree with him. You, you know, if he's so full of hot air, as far as I'm concerned, we should just ignore him.
0: You know what happens, Dave, I hear it in your voice. People are so emotionally invested in this whole Trump-Trudeau-Trump versus the world issue, we stop thinking when we start talking about it. We become so tight that our minds shut down.
7: Well, I suppose you're right in that in that regard. However, what do you do with somebody like Trump that's in power that has the the, the power to affect so many lives on both sides of the border? You know, the average American, my, in my belief is, that they don't support what Trump's doing. They they know he's full of hot air and he's just going to
0: jump up the. Well, down. we and, heard yesterday from Rasmussen that uh, his numbers, approval numbers are slightly better than Barack Obama's were at this particular time. And then let me just look at these tweets for a second. Let's just back up. Um, Donald Trump tweeted, based on Justin's false statements at his news conference and the fact that Canada is charging massive tariffs to our U.S. farmers, workers, and companies, I've instructed our U.S. reps not to endorse the communique as we look at tariffs on automobiles flooding the U.S. market. So what he said there was false statements by Justin Trudeau. Then there's a second one. PM Justin Trudeau of Canada acted so meek and mild during our G7 meetings only to give a news conference after I left saying that U.S. tariffs were kind of insulting and he will not be pushed around. Very weak, very dishonest, and weak. Our tariffs are in response to his 270% on dairy. So he said dishonest and weak. Now, those are not exactly... Fighting words. They've been turned into fighting words because it's Donald Trump. But when I looked while you were talking, I looked at those tweets and I thought, is this whole thing just being overblown? Is everyone just emotionally re- responding emotionally? And when when we do that, we stop thinking. We stop looking at the big picture. We're just focused on the dot on the wall and we can't see anything else.
7: Well, maybe it's it's. it's- time that we today stood up for ourselves because in the past we seem to always bow to the americans and bow to other nations that that have a, quabble, a squabble with us and i like i said trump or trudeau hasn't said anything that he didn't say a week ago um it's it's insulting what the americans are saying to us And sure it's fighting words it's it we don't take it out on the american people i like i said i don't think they they support what's going on with trump he blows a lot of hot air but it, it's it's time that That he take responsibility for the things that he says what kind of president you have that hold hold on hold
0: hold on hold on kind of insulting very dishonest and weak it's not it's not something you're gonna drop your gloves over the tariff issue is more significant than that but I thank you for the call there is such a lot of emotion Dan is in Toronto Dan how are you sir
5: hey Roy You always pick great topics. Thank you. Um, What I'll say to you is this, Any all your listeners have to understand, before you look at it, I'm sure you know this, that Canadian trade to the United States is responsible for 45% of GDP of Canada. U.S. trade to Canada, it's only 7% for their GDP. So this is about leverage, and we don't stand a chance, whether right or wrong, Trump is like a guy who's got the property, a real estate deal with 40 multiple offers, And Trudeau's one of them. So if 25% tariffs ever hit our cars here, that's like 300,000 jobs gone from Ontario. He has all the leverage, and you better get a prime minister who can deal with that fact.
0: Yeah, I think also, if we can just set the tweets aside for a second, there was an agenda in that G7 among six of them. And that was to attack the United States over the issue of the tariffs. And that's why Macron came to Canada early. Because they worked out the strategy they were going to use, and that's what happened.
5: Yeah, and that is don't... what happened.
0: Now, at the same time, though, I don't think it's wise for the president of the United States to send out tweets from Air Force One. I understand he was probably really PO'd. and he's not the kind of guy to sit on it. We see, we saw that in the primaries. You know, uh, what was it, little Marco and low energy yeah. jab, and we got all that. Right. So we understand we understand what the guy's about, but you're right, he's the guy with the bat and the ball. Now we can hurt the, we we Canada can hurt the United States economically because of our because of our massive trade with each other. But ultimately, they're the ones with the big bat and the big big ball. And when yeah. you if you look at the if you look at the um uh, the the uh, the economies of the European Union, I'm not sure if it's the European Union or it's the G6 in Europe. Uh, well, it wouldn't be because there's Japan as well. But if you take all of their national economies, all of their GDP, it doesn't—it does not match that of the United States. If you combine right. everything that they have, it doesn't match the U.S. So th- this is this is a this is a this is a storm that's going to blow over because we already heard Trump say, I think it was yesterday or the day before, maybe there should be no tariffs, maybe there should be no issues about moving product back and forth. But I agree with the call, with the the email or the tweet that I received earlier. He's been signaling bilateral trade wish for Canada and the United States for some time, he being Trump. You can only ignore the man for so long. And he's not only going to be in office until 2020. He's going to be in office until 2024.
5: I agree. But why is it that, you know, Trudeau, Macron, Merkel, and all these who are globalists, and, you know, they're pro Paris, Climate Change Accords. This guy's different. So where have they been these past three years? This is how he acts. This is how he tweets. This should not surprise anyone. So they are delusional to try and take a different approach.
0: Well, they also sense, they also sense, and and rightly so, that their globalist agenda is slipping away from them. Yes. You look at the uh, the, the populist movements that are growing in Europe, just never mind Eastern Europe, where it's already um Hugely significant, and we talked about that on the show yesterday, because these countries, until fairly recently, were part of the orbit of the Soviet Union, and they know what it's like to lose freedoms. So they're not interested in any kind of globalist situation, and they don't want the migrants in their country, and they're being tough about it. So the the, the, the whole populist movement is growing, and the globalists, are they don't know what to do about it. And frankly, there isn't anything they can do about it, because people are fed up. We lost him. Okay, so we'll take a break. Then when we come back, we'll talk to John Thaler. He's the founder and CIO, chief investment officer at JAT Capital Partners, asset management and wealth management specialists, about the economy, about G7, about Trump, about Trudeau. So don't go away.